As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Lloyd, come on, man. Lloyd, have you finished cleaning your room yet? Oh, working on it, Mom. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast, where today I watched Lloyd in Space with my friend Omar Romolino. Omar uses she, her pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at StopTwinnyMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. Yes! Superlative! I was worried, Lloyd. You were asking me about how I found this show. This was one of the few cartoons on this podcast that I actually watched as a kid. Lloyd in Space, I watched a lot of as a kid. I've seen a lot of these episodes for sure. Oh. Yeah. I liked it as a kid. It had a lasting impression on me. I remembered a few episodes. The one that we're going to be talking about today, Neither Boy Nor Girl, was uh, crazy. It was just crazy. We'll talk about it in a bit. But one of the episodes that stuck with me for a really, really long time and only just rewatched it for the first time um, was an episode where, you know, his friends, Kurt and Douglas, the little brain boy and the big Patrick motherfucker. Yeah. There's yeah. an episode where the brain kid jumps on the other one's head and then they like form like a symbiotic relationship and and the <laughs> little brain boy, yeah, controls his mind and they then they work together to like beat the school bully and then they have like they start like melding together so that like the brain boy is literally just like taking over his body and I'm like, "Wow. What? Are these the good guys?" <laughs> <laughs> I never watched a lot of Disney Channel cartoons when I was a kid because whenever I went on the Disney Channel, like, it was never cartoons on. So, like, I didn't spend a lot of time on it. Like, it'd be, like, Zack and Cody or Hannah Montana or whatever, you know? Right. And I'd be like, I don't want live action. I want... <laughs> I want those funny little pictures what move around. Well, and I think that when I was watching cartoons when I was a kid, it was not yet segmented because now they have like Disney Channel and then Disney XD. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's still the way it is because I haven't had cable in five or six years anyway. I don't know either. <laughs> so so then you knew where to find the animation. When I was a kid and I watched this show on Disney Channel, it was like this show, Dave the Barbarian, and what, like, Lilo and Stitch the series. Like, everything that I watched as a kid was such <laughs> fucking garbage. <laughs> and that's how we got to where we are. Yeah, and I would watch, like, reruns of 90s cartoons and reruns of cartoons from yeah. the 60s. And everything on Cartoon Network at the time was great, but everything on Disney Channel in the early 2000s was just, like, flushed down the fucking toilet. <laughs> this is no good. <laughs> so do you want to talk about uh, 
neither boy nor girl the ep- the episode of this show about a funny little green man <laughs> let's do that at the end why don't you tell me about the episodes that you watched that i didn't watch because we both watched a few of them all right uh so i watched two other episodes um the first one i watched was weird i don't know what the message was it that's weird with this show in particular because this show kind of drives home the message whether or not it's earned it every single time <laughs> <laughs> so like Lloyd, uh, his little sister has like psychic powers, I guess. And neither of the other episodes I watched was that brought up at all. So she just started moving things with this big gross vein on her forehead. Right. You see it for a moment in the intro, though. It's sort of foreshadowed for you, the audience. (laughs) So she's just like using his younger sister and she's using her power to just kind of like torment him and prank him and... But, like, none of it ever feels, like, super malicious. Like, it it feels very much like a kid who just wants to have, like, fun and just wants attention from her older brother. But then Lloyd is like, I hate my sister. She fucking sucks. Ah! So she gets sick uh, after Lloyd spent his birthday again wishing that she wouldn't have any psychic powers I, I think I remember this. Does she lose her powers? Yeah, she loses her powers. Okay. And then they go to the doctor and she's like, oh, it'll be back in a day. And right. then Lloyd spends the day being just the worst to her. Oh, He's like, no. oh, finally, my time for revenge. And oh. like, she's she's literally like five years old. The way they explain it in the show is it's as if she lost like use of her arms, like it's it's like a important facet of her everyday life that now right. she's no longer able to use and she doesn't know how to cope with it. And then Lloyd is like, I will trick her into having a <laughs> terrible time. And so like he, he's teaching her how to tie her shoes with her arms because she doesn't know because she's always used her psychic powers. And he like he like goes through this story and she ends up tying her laces together and falling on her face. And like the whole time though, he ne- he's never like, ha ha, I tricked you. He's like, gaslighting her about right. it where he's like oh, i guess you just suck with your arms i don't know like oh it's okay you'll get it wink nudge well i i think that that comes to a point of the characters in this show are all just complete fucking sociopaths <laughs> yeah every single situation they get where they have any modicum of power they will take it overboard yeah the the most fucked up one was like um so like he He's like, oh, you should practice pouring your own juice and hands her a pitcher. But before he hands it, he like rubs butter on the handle. So she like goes to grab it and then like drops it and spills everywhere. And then he gets like mad at her. And I'm like, holy shit. I was like, like, yo, what the fuck? Relax. You're doing this. (laughs) Yeah, he's Um, a fucking super villain. If he had an invisible man (laughs) costume, that it would be that movie. (laughs) Yeah. So so then uh because he like pretty much ran her amok and she wasn't able to rest um she doesn't get her psychic powers at the end of the illness like she doesn't get them back and at first i thought it was she was tricking him to make him feel guilty um so then he's like oh you're right i shouldn't have done that but um he like kind of feels bad and then like teaches her how to actually tie her shoes but at no point is he like, oh, I shouldn't have done those things. He's yeah. Like, he's like, well, I guess she's like this. I should actually try to help her. And then the and then she gets her psychic powers back and the episode ends. And okay. it's like, All and, right. it's like <laughs> and, and like I thought it was 
I, I legitimately thought it was going to be her putting on an act like, oh no, now I've lost my psychic powers forever because you were such a jerk to me. Uh, feel guilty because you've ruined my life. Right. But like that never came up. And it wasn't like, a, oh, don't be mean to your sister. Because it ends with like she gets it back and then his mom is like, oh, she got her powers back. Isn't that great? And he's like, I guess. And then the episode ends. Like... <laughs> well, well, yeah, that, that, that's the thing, too, is that like every yeah. single episode of this show is like I was saying, like they get some upper hand on somebody. They decide to be complete fucking dicks about it. Lloyd and all of his friends. And then at the end of every single episode, they like. The show thinks that they learn their lesson when they have not. And most yeah. of the time it's a lesson that's rooted in like extreme like sexism just fucking weird, 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 I don't know, like, ousting people for being different, even though they themselves yeah. are the nerds, and so they have, yeah. like, this fucked up, like, victim complex. Yeah, the victim complex was huge, and the I watched the episode where they were, like, doing time travel to become popular. Okay. Uh, and the, that one, that one was weird, but kind of, like, I feel like it said a lot about Lloyd as a character that the show didn't want to say. Because essentially, like, there's a new kid. He makes a really good first impression. Right. And they're like, oh, you just have to make a better first imp- impression. So Douglas is his name, the brain. Yeah. They, did, they don't say each other's names ever <laughs> in that show. <laughs> can, can I make a guess? Having not seen this episode. Okay. Douglas invents something that allows them to time travel and then they say hey we should use this for our own good and then he says uh no and then they just talk him into doing it anyway right no only Lloyd goes back in time okay just him by himself and it's because like he fixes the incident in the first grade when he was the new kid that made him unpopular for life he fixes it um pooped his pants or something yeah, and then he, he like like a kid trips him and he like breaks like ruins a painting or I don't know. He he does okay. he does a funny fall and it ruined his life forever. <laughs> Great. <you know? laughs> Good stuff. Um but he goes back and tells his little his his younger self he says, "Hey, watch out for that guy. He's going to try to trip you." So he doesn't fall and he goes back to the future. It's it's one of those things where it's like he time traveled, but he doesn't have any memory of like the altered timeline. Sure. So he doesn't know what's different. Uh, and apparently like he turned into like this like alpha Chad jock bully fucking. He's got like 13 girlfriends wait, and all wait. his old friends hate him. Is Lloyd in space totally jacked? Is he a fucking alpha? No, bro in this? <laughs> no. But I wanted to he, see him just like do he, a flex and break his see, shirt See, that's or what something. I thought it would be. <laughs> that's how everybody like started talking about him because everyone was like afraid of him. And right. they're like. What's his the big purple guy is like this Douglas. Yeah, no. No, that's her. That's her. Yeah, yeah. Uh he's they describe him as the school horse. Um (laughs) (laughs) so because Lloyd was never his friend, everyone just uses him as a mount to ride him like from class to class. Uh, it's fucking horrifying. <laughs> the existential terror of this fucking show. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like not a lot happens. He finds out that if he was popular and left to his own devices, he becomes a huge asshole to everybody. But not like an asshole like he is in the show, like a different kind of asshole that's maybe a little Specifically, different. the problem is that he is 
it's never that he's perceived as mean or threatening or anything. It's that his friends from the other timeline no longer like him because he was mean to them. He doesn't care about anyone else because why would he? Right, exactly. Um, but he's like, oh, all my friends hate me now. This sucks. So he goes, he tries to go back to the past. And for whatever reason, like, because they have like a bit, you know, you got to make going, you have to make him messing up going back to the past funny. Um, so he go, he puts in the wrong timeline and oops, he gets captured by the Confederacy. It's the Civil War in America. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, that really happens? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like, what? how did we get here um but he's only in there for a little bit and he's like oops i went to prehistoric times and then he goes back and then he fixes it and then the episode ends there's two lloyds because he goes back to stop the lloyd from stopping baby lloyd so now there's two lloyds and they're like what do we do about these two lloyds and then future douglas comes in a wrinkly old brain and he's like don't worry, guys, I got this. And he vaporizes one of the Lloyds. He's gone now forever. <laughs> and the episode ends. <laughs> That's so fucking beautiful. I love I love that he goes back to the Civil War and gets captured by the Confederacy. Like, I did not expect them to ever go to Earth in this show. So that's they a fucking once. turn. Yeah. <laughs> they, they did at least once. And he, it was the Civil War. Wow. I was so... Like, it was so jarring because I just thought he was going to like, oh, he goes back to when he's a baby or something. Right. You can't talk to a baby. But like, no. (laughs) That's very funny. What were your episodes? What did you watch? I I watched a bunch of them. Some of them were just completely boring. Like there was an episode where he changes bodies with his sister and it's just completely it's nothing at all. There's nothing to talk about that one. The two worst episodes that I watched morally i guess even aside from the one that we're going to be talking about which is also morally repugnant one of them was called love beam number nine it was like a love potion kind of episode and it's like it's like douglas develops a ray that allows him to make people fall in love with each other and so of course all these little fucking psychopaths decide to take it to school and just randomly like zap people that should not be in love with each other and make them fall in love with each other they're just like, uh, the school baby, like the school bully. Let's make him like <laughs> the fall in love with baby. the nerd. Yeah, I misspoke. Listen, I rarely no. misspeak. So <laughs> give me a fucking pass here. I've done 200 episodes of this show or whatever. I don't know. They they might have had a school baby. They should have had a school baby. Considering the three episodes I watched, if they just had a baby that the school was in charge of. <laughs> so, yeah, they go around just randomly zapping people. So they accidentally zap Brittany, like the the mean girl in school that hates Lloyd. Is she the blue one? Yeah, she's the blue one with the hair. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Brittany falls in love with Lloyd, and it's like she's like obsessed with him. And they're like, well, we fixed the machine. We can turn her back to normal. And Lloyd is like, wait a minute. What if we didn't turn her back? To, what if we just let her no, stay in love with me forever? No, no. And and the no. entire episode is about him being. It's like about Lloyd's feelings always, right? So Lloyd is completely embarrassed because Brittany like wrote a musical for him and is proposing her love to him constantly and set up a float that goes by. What a nightmare. Yeah, and it's like, oh, so it's so fucking embarrassing for you, Lloyd, not for Brittany in this situation who doesn't like you. And is doing all of these things. Cool. Who okay. has been tricked into liking you. Yeah, brainwashed. Fucking gross. So the the moral at the end of the episode, though, is like, well, actually, Brittany kind of had a crush on him before everything happened. 
And so it's okay that he did this to her. And then, like, she doesn't want to be turned back. She's like, you hit, like, I don't want to be turned back. I like being this way. And he's like, see, guys, she doesn't want to be turned back. She's in love with me. And they're like, bro, you need to, they, like, chase him through the hallways. And he's, like, running away with this girl. He's like, you can't turn her back. You can't turn her back. What? Yeah. So the moral at the end of the episode is, like, he's like, well... I guess I should turn her back. When she decides that she wants to tell me she's in love with me, she'll tell me. And then he turns her back and Douglas, his little brain friend, is like, you know, Lloyd, I think that was the most noble act you've ever done. And I'm like, noble in what what fucking universe that he didn't like? That's so scummy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's He's fucking fuck? morally reprehensible, this boy. This show is written by sociopaths. Oh, my God. The fact, like, it was a normal, like, by-the-numbers Cupid yeah. Arrow episode. Which can also be disgusting. Until it got to the point where he was, like... Morally justified, right, He was like, yeah, he was, he was like, actually, she likes me. And it's like, yeah, you because you brainwashed because you brainwashed her to like you. And it's like, no, right? Well, she well, so, likes me now. So the way the way that they do it is they're like they're like, see, he liked her when he was five, and he wrote on a tree like Lloyd plus Brittany equals love. And then she saw it, and she also wrote Brittany loves Lloyd too, and then drew a picture of them holding hands. And so Lloyd is like, see. She does love me, and she wasn't allowed to say anything about it because she was embarrassed. But now that she's been hit by the ray, she can express her true feelings. And it's like, if she was expressing her true feelings, she wouldn't have written a musical for you. She wouldn't have hired a fucking mariachi band to follow you around. She literally makes a zine that's like, here's what he ate for lunch. And I'm like, bro, you're disgusting. (laughs) Fuck you. Releasing this girl from mind slavery was the (laughs) noblest thing you've ever done. (laughs) So that Mind was you, up. you put her in it, but that's fine. Um, God. The, the other episode, which is also just a horrible, horrible from a perspective of like, these kids are fucking dicks, was called The Big Sleepover. And in The Big Sleepover, the girls are having like a secret sleepover and the boys are mad because they weren't invited. And they're literally like, the girls didn't invite us to our sleepover. This is discrimination. No boys allowed. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool, guys. I feel like there's... That was, like, a type of episode that was in... I think there was at least... At least in Kids Next Door, I think there was an episode that followed the same, like, pathing of, like, what's a girl sleepover? (laughs) Right. I think every episode of this show is a TV trope, right? Like, every single episode is something that's been done before, but they did it in their own way and made it creepy. Yeah, they were like, hey, what if we were, like, sociopathic about this? (laughs) Yeah, the aliens are morally ambiguous, you know. Um, Isn't that one guy just a human? His one friend, like, Scooter or whatever? Yeah, Eddie. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Eddie Eddie is a human being. So the boys develop a little, or Douglas, should I say. The boys don't fucking do anything. He does all the work. He makes a little fly with a camera on it, a little robot fly. And he's like, we can use this little robot fly to see what the girls are doing when the boys aren't around. His mom breaks the fly, but the camera still works, so it can't fly. And they're like, one of us needs to sneak into the party and plant this so that we can still see what they're doing. So, of course, they draw straws. Lloyd is the one who has to go to the party. He gets, like, almost found out, so he hides in her closet. He dresses up like a girl and ingratiates himself to the girls and, like, pretends like he's the new girl at school. And he still has the camera so the boys can see everything that he's doing. 
and they're just like egging him on like get information get in see what this girl likes see what this girl who this girl thinks is cute and it's very creepy and a big big time invasion of privacy classic yeah (laughs) i do think it's funny that lloyd nebulon has passing privilege that like he dresses (laughs) up in britney's clothes and he goes downstairs and everybody's like hey new girl i have that same dress hey new girl with face of a guy i know yeah and it was a situation where he was like hey guys how's oh wait girl voice oh hey hey how's it going everybody i'm the new girl and you're like oh boy lloyd (laughs) fuck off (laughs) jesus christ and um so then they play spin the bottle and he gets a bunch of more information and the guys are all watching in on all this stuff the girls find out about him because he like gets up to leave he takes off his wig and then he hears somebody saying that they have a crush on him and so he goes back into the party and he's like hey guys i have a crush on lloyd too lloyd's really cute and i think he's the coolest guy at school but he's not wearing his wig anymore so everybody's like are are you are you lloyd (laughs) (laughs) and he's like what no i would never oh god okay i guess yeah it's really really embarrassing and so they put him on trial in girl court or whatever the fuck and at the end of the episode they're gonna like blast him off out into space and fucking kill him for being a little cretin and instead he gives like a big impassioned speech where he's like you know what i learned today that girls are people too and we should respect their privacy but he doesn't tell them that he had a camera feeding out to all of his other little boyfriends (laughs) The lesson that he learns in this episode is that you can just fucking lie and manipulate women by pretending to have feelings that you don't have. Gross. I didn't like it. In one line, he literally is just like, tonight, I think I came to respect you girls. Cool. I hate this show, but I I love it. I mean, that one line is literally the whole synopsis of the neither boy nor girl. Yeah, let's get into it. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Jesus fucking Christ. Fuck. Um, <laughs> first of all, I think that we should talk about what this episode does well. Because there aren't okay. many things, but I think that it, it handles some things pretty well. Yeah. What's the uh, purple character's name? Zoit. Zoit? Yeah. Z-O-Y-T. Okay. okay. Uh, Zoit, I love. That yeah. character, I wish the show was about Zoit. Yeah, Zoit, Zoit is, is the great. fucking best. <laughs> Zoit is fucking great. Everyone else sucks. Yeah. Zoit is the best. <laughs> this episode is about a new kid comes to their space school. The character's name is Zoit, and they do not have a gender. Uh, everybody is like, oh, that's a boy, that's a girl. And then they tell everybody like, hey, I actually don't have a gender. I decide when I'm 13 what gender I want to be, and I'm 13 next week. And so it's about everybody trying to win Zoit over to their side. Zoit's a boy, Zoit's a girl. Yeah, it's boys versus girls. There's a lot of that in this show. It's a lot of like, boys are dumb, girls are icky. And it's like, yeah, embarrassing. And this episode is the culmination of all of that. <laughs> Focused well, into one laser beam. Well, so I will say, Zoit is a fucking badass. They they do make a decision at the end of the episode where they're like, I did choose a gender. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking tell any of you because you're the neediest, just most invasive, manipulative shitheads. Yeah. Zoit being like at the end, like, I'm not going to tell you because it's none of your business. That fucking I was rules. Like, I was like, hell yeah. I feel like Zoit was written by, like they brought in someone else to write <laughs> Zoit and then wrote an episode around it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for 2003 to try and tackle gender issues in this way, especially in a show that is so gender normative and every episode is like, boys mm. like trucks, girls like pretty ponies. And it's like, yeah, all right, shut the fuck up. Like this episode, the way they handle that is like, Zoit likes trucks and pretty ponies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like, okay, I guess in 2002, that's how they would have handled this. And it makes sense from a perspective of everybody else is a shithead and this character knows what they want and what they need from their life. And I liked that. Yeah. If the episode, the episode mostly does, like it's other characters reacting to Zoit. Um, yeah, Zoit doesn't get any agency for themselves. We don't really know anything about them. Yeah, you you do watch Zoit for most of the episode, and you're just like, yo, this person rules. Zoit, <laughs> yeah. Zoit fucking owns. And then uh, the parts where this show is rough is literally like the whole conflict of the episode is built around <laughs> the boys want Zoit to pick boy. Yeah. The girls want Zoit to pick girl because then they win. And yeah. They have a bet. They win a little on, bit. Yeah. Yeah. They have it. They have a bet where on the binary Zoit is going to fall. <laughs> and well, that's the plot of the episode. 
And and what's really disgusting about it is it's like this entire decision is hinging on the rest of this character's life is based upon yeah. the decision that they make based on you pretending to be their friend, pretending to like to have For them around. One day. Yeah. And it's really, really gross. They are very manipulative. Like, you get the impression that, like, if Zoit did choose to be a girl, all the boys would not want to hang out with them anymore. Yeah. And if they did want to be a boy, all the girls would not want to hang out with them anymore. And if they did choose to be a boy and they still liked dresses or they still liked ponies or they still liked boy bands, yeah, the boys it would, would be a problem. Yeah. call them a fag and, and kick their butt. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not great. Which is why, like, I like how it ended. Sort of. I do have an addendum to that, but go ahead. Yes, I think I have the same addendum. Yeah, where, where at the end of the episode, Zoit says to them, I've chosen a gender and I'm not going to tell you. And then Eddie is like, oh, so we're never going to know if you're a boy or a girl. And then Zoit is like, well, you'll know when I get a crush on one of you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this this is a race who doesn't have a binary gender until they're 13. Then they choose a gender, but they're still pretty gender fluid. But also all of them are straight, question mark. <laughs> like, Yeah. And then suddenly it becomes about the boys and the girls sexualizing this character, going yeah. from harassing them to now sexualizing them. And I'm like, hey, true to the trans experience, yeah. this show really has some weird <laughs> insight <laughs> where suddenly the people that kicked my ass in high school are like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it's like, to me, there's zero chance, a 0% chance that this was intentionally written to be about anything to do with uh, uh, the folly of a gender binary or like uh, pigeonholing gender into the two things. Right, this show is very gender binary pro. Yeah, I think it was written from the perspective of we need a character that's different and their whole thing is that they're different and everyone's trying to understand them. And the moral is you accept people who are different for themselves. And with that, they bumped up against some good ideas, but because they don't know... <laughs> what the fuck they don't they're know doing. What they're, yeah, they, like, yeah. that's why that's why Zoit being awesome is, like, astonishing, because they didn't mean to do it well. You yeah. know, like, the writers definitely didn't mean uh, just based on how every other character was and the rest of the show, they didn't mean to write a kick-ass non-binary <laughs> character. <laughs> One that stands the test of time 17, 18 years later. I mean, it's it's funny because they kind of bridge on some good ideas, too, with, like, the boys are stalking the girls while they're trying to ingratiate Zoid over to their side, right? So the boys are like, oh, what? Who would like cheesy, sappy movies? That sucks. And then one of the boys is, like, crying because they like the movie. Yeah. And then the boys are like, who would like shopping? That's stupid. And then one of them likes shopping. And it's like, yeah, okay, so the show kind of is reinforcing that people don't have to be exactly to the right or left of the gender spectrum, but it's doing so in a way that's very stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's doing it in a way that I feel like unless you're already there mentally, will like it's too subtle, it will just read as a joke. Yeah, sure. Like, like it'll just read as like, uh, boys aren't supposed to cry at watching movies. Ah, they like the girly thing, lol. 
And, like, the boy things suck. <laughs> Burping contest, <laughs> like, throwing rocks at a planet. It's the, the throwing rocks, to me, was, like... Like, there's a way to throw rocks that is fun. Throwing rocks... I think it was supposed to be, like, skipping stones, which I didn't get until Zoit, like, did it better than the rest, and it, like, went right. around the planet. Right. But, like, literally, it was just... They just had a... Is, they were throwing it as a planet, but, like, the, the analog would be you go to a hill and you throw a rock at the hill. You're not aiming at anything. You just throw the rock at the hill. Right. And I'm like, what the... <laughs> well, I, I think the one thing to get at with this episode, and it's not something that they thought about when they were making it, but it's something that's constantly reinforced in society, is, like, these gender norms imbued in people from a young age do hurt people. And especially queer people, but also straight cis men and women and trans people. Like when I was starting to question my gender and I was like, hey, maybe I'm a girl. A lot of the things that I thought at that time, because I didn't know any other trans or queer people, I was like, well, the things that I like, like playing music and playing video games and watching like movies, like my favorite movies are like RoboCop and Die Hard and Star Wars. Like those aren't girl things. Like that is something that was reinforced in me from a young age of like, Boys like metal music and girls like boy bands. And it yeah. wasn't ever, there wasn't like a show that really drove home the point that like girls can like video games. It's not an inherently male trait. Being funny is not a, a man thing. The the other episode I think of, um, because this seems like if this show were more popular, were more remembered, I feel like this would be a very like egg cracking episode i think it still is i've certainly seen people make posts about this online before i've never heard anyone ever talk about this show so. oh really yeah just this episode <laughs> that's the only one that i've seen people really reference because oh. it does do an okay job for 2003 for a disney channel show but like when i when i think of like cartoons with real like egg crack episodes i of course will always think of um fairly odd parents the Tamantha, Tamantha episode, that's right, yes. Which was the most real shit <laughs> uh, to compare these two. Um, I feel like that did a better job of like, oh, girls can like boy stuff too. Like that right. episode, I feel like hit that point stronger and like less as a joke, like more just like the lesson was like just because they're a girl like there's not this you're imagining this rift between the genders um which is weird considering well, the person <laughs> who made that show but like right. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because we as a society and makers of content especially in the context of like Disney and Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network the things that people were doing in the late 90s and early 2000s on children's animation were like as progressive as they are now but nowadays they brag about it and they fucking brag about it and brag about it and they're like look yeah we've got a gay character and this is important and it's so important and it's like bro i remember a fucking episode of brace face where she had a gay friend that like that was 20 years yeah. ago and the message there was the same exact message you're telling us now like stop yeah. sucking your own dicks because you put a queer character in a show just fucking do it and do it well and let queer people write it and Shut the fuck up about it. And, like, I know, I know all the things about the showrunner um, sucking, but uh, I... Loud I, House? I still... No, 
I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen that much of the Lighthouse, but no, I was going to talk about um that Netflix show 12 Forever. Right. It's weird that we were we were both thinking about shows that have queer characters with completely problematic creators. Yeah. Cuz Chris Savino Which, is also a shithead. And he's from my hometown. Uh, so now it's, it's my goal to um be a not shithead showrunner <laughs> from Royal Oak. Right. I've heard about the 12 Forever stuff though. That's Yeah, that is crazy but from my understanding she was kicked off the production kind of early on i wish there were more shows like that or uh the the executive producer on that show shadi potofsky um she had a show on amazon a few years ago called danger and eggs i've heard it's good which is uh also a super queer show and shadi is the fucking best um (laughs) and like it sucks that those are really the only two examples I can think of of like really solid like like it's like well it's are, are, you, are you talking about, about specifically that. are you talking about specifically like trans representation or queerness because like Steven uh, Universe and I would She-Ra. I would say I would say trans representation because like it's just cozy it's just right. like refreshing yeah I've it's heard like that. because you you watch most media as any kind of queer person and there's always this like health bar ticker going down (laughs) like just like yeah just like how uh even even stuff starring trans people a lot of the time my health bar for for like i watched assassination nation it's like at full the entire movie i'm like hey great this character's really great suddenly oh they're hanging her off a tree fuck you i'm leaving goodbye like yeah it's so so easy to dive bomb your project yeah i i would say that steven universe does handle like trans allegorically stuff really really well like that whole arc towards the end of the series is about misgendering and denial of identity and gaslighting by parent figures and that was all really beautiful whenever something tries to put in a a a a queer character but they're not it's not written by gay people it's not written by anybody um in the lgbtq like community and there's like that psychic damage of watching it like you can do it well you just have to be smart about it and that's like a lesson learned lloyd in space was before that lesson was learned um which is why i think a lot of that stuff gets a pass um if this episode came out today if if neither boy nor girl came out today i would i think have different feelings about a lot of it i think i would be like more exhausted but the fact this is a like early 2000s cartoon and they're talking about stuff like this even unintentionally and like not doing a terrible job right so so here's how i see it right is that a lot of trans characters that showed up in the early 2000s especially on tv because i'm not talking about like fucking scary movie or ace ventura or any of the horribly horribly transphobic shit out there in the world yeah um, the situations where it was handled the best and still not well, it's very much a trope because the trans character would be like this character that shows up and they're like, hey, I demand respect. I'm a transgender woman. I'm a non-gendered person. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And then everybody else in the show treats them like shit. Yeah. And the show is like, see, it's good because everybody else is an idiot. So the joke is on them. And actually trans people are noble. It's pretty disgusting in that way. Yeah. And I'm glad that that's not the way they do it usually now, because back then it was just like the trans character themselves isn't a joke. It's a joke about everybody else. But the joke is constantly at the expense of that character anyway. 
so Zoit takes some fucking lumps here. Like Zoit is a character who takes it all smiling, is always like, hey, fuck you. I don't care. But they also don't have any real friends and they also are shit upon constantly and people use them as a betting chip. Don't really treat them like a not a human being, but, you know, an alien being. Yeah. Zoit has to put up with people constantly trying to cage them and like be like them with soda so they have to go pee and they can see what bathroom they go in and it's like this is fucking disgusting but then zoe always has to keep like chin up kind of thing because you can't get mad you're the trans one you know what i mean like yeah and it's like it's like really disgusting because you get the impression watching it i don't know if you had this thought but i did everyone in zoe's species goes through the same thing Everyone, everyone before they're 13 doesn't have a gender. Everybody around them wants to enforce some gender stereotypes on them. They don't want it. They have to make the decision. And then everybody around them is like so fucking nitpicky about what they choose. And then even into adulthood, like there's a really a throwaway line that kind of fucked me up because um, <laughs> they go to visit Zoit's parents. And then Kurt is like, oh, yeah, I talked to Zoid's dad. At least, I I think she was his dad, and it's like oh, so even into adulthood, this species is still constantly misgendered and shit upon, not treated yeah. like real characters with full autonomy. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, but also watching it and like learning about like Zoe's people and stuff when 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 they were like oh you know and then I'm 13 and then I pick I was like fuck I wish yeah. that's how it worked right <laughs> yeah. God, I wish that were me. It's just weird as fuck that this this series is full of characters that are like a little brain guy that walks around or like a bug guy that his entire life is only 12 weeks or whatever, but that they run into a person with no gender and they're like, hey, fuck you, freak. Like, what the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? I can't I can't understand gender neutral pronouns. You got dinosaurs and unicorns on your <laughs> yeah. notebook? I'm gonna kill oh you. God. That's the episode. <laughs> yeah, and it just gives you the impression that these kids, hey, are probably homophobic and transphobic. Yeah. The heroes of our story. And it's like, yeah, what you were saying earlier really rings true for me. I would love to see a story about just about Zoe. That sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, because Zoit was also like a really good character in the like in the screen time, just reacting to stuff. Yeah, Zoit is outgoing and likable and good at things, and like I would think immediately a way more interesting uh, uh, lead character than a sociopath with lead <laughs> friends who think they are owed something by society right and and also it's strange to see all of these gender norms reinforced on a character who's never had them before zoya as the episode goes on is like oh i've never worn a dress before i've never worn makeup or earrings played pile on or done a burping contest because they've lived a life like where they didn't need those things and yeah they seem to be enjoying it as it's happening in the episode but it's like to see people give somebody a crash course on gender norms sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that shit sucks. And like, <laughs> and like uh, another example of it being like they had to show Zoit as both as like 
opposed to neither. Like, yeah. Zoit likes both kinds of music. Zoit has both signifiers of gender. Right. Um, the times it's neither are like uh, the, the, the unicycle bathroom. and the, the bathroom. Um, but it's like, I feel like that inconsistency, like if that were consistent, if it was consistently neither and Zoit was like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think about that stuff. I just, I do it this way because I like it. Yeah, the whole show. I, I, I don't know how to feel about that. That episode is so conflicting to think about because, on the one hand, Zoit fucking rules. Yeah, right. And and they do get a lot of stuff right. Like we were talking about earlier. There's also a thing to it where like Zoit takes it all in the chin, takes it all smiling, and is like, "You guys, we're we're still friends or whatever." But then at the end of the episode, the boys, after trying to make Zoid a boy the entire time, decide that Zoid should be a girl. And they go to Zoid and they're like, they're like, you were right. We shouldn't try and decide your gender. So we decided you're a girl. Well, they decided that Zoid should be a girl because it was chivalrous to let the girls win. Yeah, right. I think that framing is important because it's worse. <laughs> right, and they literally go up to Zoid, and Zoid is like, hey, could you guys, like, fuck off? Like, I don't want to talk to you. And they're like, no, we're straight men. You have to listen to us. Yeah, Zoid was like, oh, so you guys were just pushing gender stereotypes on me because you had a bet. Cool, I'm going right. to leave. And then right. they're like, no, wait. Here's more gender stereotypes. <laughs> and so it's like, uh. <laughs> and it's it's a situation that's very resonant for me because Zoit has to spend the entire time being like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay that you're treating me this way. It's fine. I just want it's okay. Let's move past it. And then at the end of the episode, after being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, suddenly Zoid is like, hey, fuck off. Like, literally fuck off. Give me the chance to make this decision for myself. Everybody go stop and has to like freak out and then they leave and everybody's like well that was weird man zoit freaked out on us what's wrong with them you know yeah it's stupid but i liked it yeah what a show (laughs) light in space (laughs) what a what a journey from uh confederacy prisoner of war camps (laughs) to the first non-binary representation on a Disney show. Wow. Omar, do you have anything else to say about Lloyd in space? The art's good. I okay. like how it looks. All right, sure. I didn't expect it to look good. Yeah. I don't know why. I definitely, maybe like the echelon of stuff that you sometimes will review on this show. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this isn't a like, a like, Frozen Christmas Story three or whatever the fuck yeah. you find on Netflix. Like, yeah, this is a this show. Was that, a teen car, right? The the character designs here are fun. Every episode they meet some new character that's like interesting and interesting to look value. at. Yeah, it's a fun show. I think that I would recommend this to people under the vein of like, hey, these characters are terrible. Know that going in, but like, just enjoy that. Like they, yeah, they make a friend that's like a bug boy or there's an entire episode where two characters stack themselves on top of each other's heads and just pretend to be one kid like that's fun well i don't know if i could watch the whole show because there is a there's definitely a point in each of these episodes where i felt that it overstayed its welcome yeah (laughs) i was like i was like god it's gotta end soon right and then there's always like a fifth (laughs) act and i'm like god 
damn it. It's it's around the middle where you expect the characters to be like, man, we've been real fucking shitheads, and then they don't do it. And they even yeah, sometimes get to the end of the episode still don't realize what they did wrong. Yeah. And they learn a different lesson. And I'm like, hey, what about... This wasn't the problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why you thought you were wrong, but that's not it. <laughs> Omar, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Yeah, thank you for having me. Where can people find you online? At Omar Romolino on Twitter, and uh, everything else is linked to from there. Great. And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. You er, did decide. Oh, sure I decided. And... I've decided I'm not telling. What? But why not? Because it's none of your business. So we'll never find out if you're a boy or a girl? Oh, you'll find out someday when I get a crush on one of you. See ya! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 